With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following presentation is an Marvel Studios production. Welcome back, Truth Seekers from around the world. It's time for another edition of the Flat Earth Files. Hope everybody is having a great week and this podcast finds you well. A couple of quick housekeeping notes before we bring on our guest tonight, Drew. Uh, please do stop by the website and say hello. It is theflatearthfiles.com. Stop in the chat room and say hello. Jump in the forum and leave your questions for the other listeners to ponder. It is theflatearthfiles.com. Questions, comments, concerns, or you would like to join the podcast like Drew is tonight, it is theflatearthfiles at gmail.com. Again, theflatearthfiles at gmail.com. And we look forward to your emails. And without any further ado, we are going to bring on our guest for this evening. And it's Drew. Drew, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm good, and you? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful day. Uh, you know, <laughs> anytime you're in my neck of the woods and it's in the 60s in January, things are doing okay. So we'll take it while we can. And I hope things are well in your neck of the woods as well. Yeah, I can't complain too much. The weather's gotten better as well. We were starting, we were getting that Buffalo weather. We almost had to sh- start <laughs> shoveling out stadiums too, but we're all right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, please take a, a, a few minutes and introduce yourself to the audience. So I'm Drew. I'm from Saskatchewan. And I would say just kind of the, the background of how it started and stuff. So I'm 28. Kind of got into this whole year, I would say maybe 21, 22. Um, but while in college, you know, I was just like everyone else. My time was occupied with school and hockey and probably you know extracurricular activities sure and um and i never really you know looked you know I, you see the odd video that macy go and like obviously 
9-11, whatever, you see, you watch Zeitgeist, and I was like, I don't know, maybe 14 or 15 when I watched wow. uh, Zeitgeist, and yeah, I mean, that that turned me, and made, it made 9-11 pretty obvious, uh, but then, you know, again, you're young, you don't really have time for things, but where it, where it started a little bit to turn, um, when Trump got elected, I remember, it was like, oh, just like, you know, you kind of chuckle out and be like, oh, this will be entertaining. And, you know, the the good debates with Hillary, that was always entertainment. Um, but even, you know, and it, and it didn't really even kick off until like maybe year two or three in his term. So, so I graduated and my first job out of college was seasonal. And so I had most, basically all of the winter off. And I would be on EI basically for the winters. And so I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I, and I started in probably, you know, in everyone's, well, maybe not everyone's, maybe, you know, a decent percentage of people's kind of awareness and awakening happened through the whole Trump thing. They kind of started paying attention to the world and politics and whatever more. And that was, the same with me and I had all this time on my hands and so you just go through rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole and I would say by maybe 2018 something around there when I'm like whatever I don't know 23 or something like that is when I was like oh yeah the earth is flat um and just through videos and stuff and I had a I had a friend who actually got me into you because i was kind of intrigued but i with all this trump stuff and epstein island and haiti yeah. and all of this and so he how have you looked into this and i mean well, we can have a deeper discussion into q or whatever and what we think it is but um and i was you know that i was all in on that for a long time and again i was I was going through all these different rabbit holes, whether it be, um, you know, the ancient trees and giants, like the Devil's Tower, that's actually a tree, or um, or the architecture, like the Tartarian architecture, that you got these massive, huge marble and stone and brick buildings with all these designs and geometrical patterns, and in front of it, you got people in horse and buggy with... <laughs> They don't even have a toilet. Right. So nothing really made sense that way. Um, now, um, 2020, the election, and um, whatever, we, we can get in at that later, but um, that's when NQ stopped posting. So it was I kind of died down on that, and then you kind of see alternative stuff and, you know, my my thoughts on Q and Trump and all of that have really swayed. And so all of these topics, whether it's Trump, Q, the giants and the trees and the or the buildings or whatever, uh, timelines being changed. I don't know if this this I guess this can be the end of my intro and then you can just ask me questions off of this, I guess. 
Yeah, sure. A lot of it of interesting nuggets. Uh, again, seeing the movie Zeitgeist at the age of fourteen, especially what what we as young men go through at that age, um, that that had to be a bit confusing when you're being introduced to the evil of the world while you're still uh, wrapped up into you know girls and and hockey and football and these type of things. Um, that that's interesting. But I assume that seed was planted. So down the road, when these type of subjects came up, maybe you flash back and remembered that and. Maybe it was easier for you to look into these particular subjects. Oh yeah, like I was always, I've always had an open mind, and uh, a lot of the stuff either friends come to me. I mean, you'll probably be happy to know that at least I have a, a good three or four other friends that are my age, so in their twenties, that are flat earthers and are like you know whatever, like rabbit hole diggers or whatever, and these are like. These are, you know, ex-jocks and whatever. Like, these aren't nerds. Like, right. I think it, it's reaching a lot more people and even younger people than maybe we realize. And I don't know. You see, maybe it's just the people I'm following, but I like, I go on these, I see these Twitter polls and it's just some random, like, journalist or whatever. No, no one no one that's already affiliated with flat earth whatever it's just some journalist and he's putting out a poll whether you think the earth is uh flat or round and it's always there'll be like twenty thousand votes and it'll be like 70 percent flat 30 percent round mm -hmm. and so i think it's really catching steam more than people realize yeah i, I couldn't agree more it, it is picking up steam and i actually had a phone conversation with somebody last night who mentioned he wondered if the Antichrist, a part of his reveal was going to be the flat earth. And that's like, could you imagine, you know, uh, Satan's greatest deception um, being rolled back by somebody who, you know, says, you know, the, the, the globe is the big deception because we know that he's going to be very well liked and he may not be particularly in a position of power like a president or something like that. So I wonder if something that they have used for so many years will be one of the disclosures they use to to divert people back away, um, you know, and whether it's, you know, Daniel or uh, Revelations, that type of thing. Yeah, like, to me, as far as Antichrist and all of that, I have my ideas. Sure. Um, but as far as flatters, I th like, maybe, you know, when it when it gets to the point where it's getting ridiculous and like 60, 70% of the population like are pretty sure it's flat. Then they'll probably insert their Neil deGrasse Tyson type or, or whatever to be able to gatekeep. So their authority figure will come out and say, oh yes, it's, it's actually flat, but, and they'll take us in a different direction than right. we would have taken if we went about it organically. So I think the, Eventually, they might have to spill the beans because it's getting so big. But when they do, like they're going to insert a person to be able to kind of steer it, I think. Agreed. And listen, you only need to add about 10% of lie into a truth just to steer people off just enough. So, uh, again, they can, like you said, disclose, well, it is kind of flat, but it's not a globe, but it's actually this. And then once again, steer people down the wrong road. Uh, the, the whole politics thing is very interesting because, like you said, um, you know, the world became very WWE-ish um, with, with Clinton versus Trump and Trump versus Biden. 
and uh, you're either team A or team B, and they have a good guy and a bad guy, depending on what side you're on. And the latest thing down here in the United States, which I'm pretty sure you're you're probably aware of, and again, we're recording on January 25th, and this is going to come out on a Wednesday night, so who knows what would have happened between now. But, uh, you know, it's the state versus the federal government. It's it's Governor Greg Abbott of Texas versus Joe Biden. That's the latest WWE action. But the thing is, and, and people always miss the point, is this has been going on for three years, three or four, and he's just now deciding to stand up to the government. And it's just a coincidence that it's an election year and they're looking for the next big distraction. Uh, and I've been saying for years that Greg Abbott is part of the club. Oh, for sure. And I mean, yeah, you're not going to, it makes it a lot easier to do it when it is an election year in the public. Maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, if he decided to do this, the kind of public sentiment wouldn't be as much on his side as it is now. So it's kind of safe for him to do so. But yeah, it is, it is a lot of WWE, like you say, and yeah, I mean, it, it obviously needs to be done, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, just today, I seen so twenty five states signed a letter in support. So now you kind of got twenty five versus twenty five, which is getting kind of ugly. <laughs> right, it's it's split right down the middle, just the way they like it. Exactly, and, and it's just a coincidence that uh, that um, what is it the the trailer that came out for the movie about the Civil War in America uh, just came out last month. It, it's kind of laughable how they put this stuff, uh, how they plant the seeds ahead of time. Oh yeah, like without a doubt, they they knew they they probably know what's gonna happen. They probably know exactly how this election's gonna go. They probably know exactly how twenty twenty four is gonna go. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard of the Looking Glass or whatever, but um, pretty sure <laughs> you know they, they the level of technology they have as far as computing or quantum computing. We get maybe one. We have we have an understanding of maybe one percent of it, and so without a doubt, I, I think they know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Now, you said you're you're a pretty young guy. I'm guessing you're around thirty. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty. Yeah. So uh, once again, you're you're a younger person who um, is very awake, and I know. Um, was there a particular video or uh, something you read? And I, I should even put ahead of that. Was it maybe that Zeitgeist video that allowed you to uh, look at something that so many people seem laughable, right? What what allowed you to put down your guard and to even look into Flat Earth? Well, it definitely cracked the door open. And I would say, as far as Flat Earth, the first video I saw was i don't know his name but he's uh a kind of slender uh a black british man i like he probably doesn't talk yeah i know but, exactly who you're talking about yep yeah i forget his name but it was it was him just whatever talking about it and i was i don't know at the time like 22 or something like that and it was just hitting me like a ton of bricks and it's all like i think about for like a few days but then you know work your time gets occupied and you kind of forget about it but it's always that seed was in there and it was growing and growing and growing and then it finally just blossomed probably five five six years ago and 
have you had any, uh, maybe I'm getting it ahead too far myself, but it, since it's on the T, have you had any luck sharing this knowledge with other people? And uh, you said six years, so I'm, I'm guessing 2017, 2018. So there was actually a few years prior to COVID, or COVID, excuse me, when a lot less people were awake. I consider 2020 a big shift in um, kind of the, the number of people who were awake. Oh yeah, like 2020. I well, yeah, I was I was one of those people that, that right away I knew that it was, you know, not legit. Now for another reason, I thought when everything started shutting down, and and it's 2020 election year, everything was shutting down. You couldn't shop. So many of the stuff like pestilence and whatever that's in the Bible, like it was all like you you thought that this was the quote unquote storm. And so I was, when, when everything shut down and the NHL and the NBA and the NFL shut down and stores closed and everyone had to quarantine, I was like, oh yeah, it's going down. But then you kind of realize, oh, this is, this was one of their plays. This was a bad guy play. Like this was, this was them orchestrating, not, not the good side. So it was like, oh, I guess we got to <laughs> tough that out here, but it was still, uh, yeah, I mean, and while you're in quarantine, you got all the time in the world to even look at more and more of this stuff. So, yeah, and you being in Canada, I think Toronto probably saw more of the tyranny than maybe your neck of the woods did. But um, and we saw quite a bit here in the state, south of the border, if you will. Um, how, did you always know that the the leadership of that country was was heavy handed like that? Well, I mean, when your dad's Castro. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, you you know, I mean, he's, I can, I can make, I can give him quite a few names right now that I probably won't, but obviously no one, no one likes him. Like there was a, where was it? It was in, oh yes, Toronto, this last UFC event. In Toronto, so the liberal hub of Canada, there were there was a huge um, F Trudeau chant going on in Toronto, so that was good to see. Wow, I saw one of the fighters go off on one of the reporters. That was interesting. Strickland, yeah, he was he's, he's good. And there's a lot of UFC guys like Rampage Jackson and a, and a couple others that are flat earthers. Like I don't know if it was the Joe Rogan podcast that Rampage kind of admitted it, but there was a podcast. So yeah, it's. Just, it's really gaining steam. Oh yeah, and that Bryce Mitchell, he's another UFC fighter. Oh, so that's right. They're not even they're not uh only just fighting for rights and freedoms and stuff like that. They're they're blatantly telling it like it is. So does it surprise you at all to any stretch that there has been no accountability for what happened over the last three years? Um No, I mean no. <laughs> I the way like the way I see it, they're they're pretty. They got a pretty good grip there, and pretty much full control. It seems like now, whether it, it, it I guess it kind of depends what your thoughts are on Trump. If right now I'm I'm about I'm at about a ninety five percent that he's on their side, um, like the as in as in the bad guys, like you know the other side, the evil side. Yep. And five, and me, and I'm still kind of clinging on to maybe five percent that he's actually, uh, you know, 
on on our side, but it's not looking too good. Yeah, I always tell people if if you're on the fence about Trump to research a guy named Wilbur Ross. He was uh, the guy who was uh, he worked for the Rothschild family for many many years, and he uh, his firm got Trump out of bankruptcy in '87. And uh, this guy Wilbur Ross was a Democrat from the his entire life from the '50s until 2017. And uh, he woke up in January 2017. He changed to, from Democrat to Republican. And, and Trump made this guy the Secretary of Commerce, uh, a Rothschild agent, the Secretary of Commerce. And he's also very in deep with the Pritzker family. And that's if you've never t- taken time to go down the Pritzker rabbit hole, uh, they are a very, very rich family out of Chicago, Illinois, that is behind much, much, much of this transgender movement that we've seen over the last decade. Oh, yeah, the appointments to cabinet positions and stuff were just not not great. And I, But I, one thing I would say, though, in Washington, D.C., is there anyone honest that you can appoint? Like, is there anyone good that you can actually put? So it's you're picking, you're going to get crap either way. You're going to get, uh, you're not going to, there's, there's not too many, you know, freedom fighters and good guys out there no. that you could put into positions. And... Yeah, I mean, the, oh yeah, the appointments were <laughs> pretty John Bolton and whatever. There was it was pretty bad, but um, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was going to go with that. If you have another question, uh, we were just kind of uh, you. You were mentioning ninety five percent. You you were pretty sure Trump was on the other side of the the other side of the fence, and of course, you're right. You finding an honest politician in, in D.C. is like finding an honest used car salesman in 1975 it's just uh, there's no such thing <laughs> it doesn't exist and and people get so wrapped up in, into the the team a team b thing and and somebody had posted something today on social media they had said uh where was it um it says you know they talk about biden desantis and trump who is the lesser evil and and i said stop settling for the lesser evil why do people settle if, if, right, if your child is in uh, a school, like if there's two schools in uh, where you live and both of them are terrible, are you going to put them in the less worse school or are you going to try to find a different school or homeschool? Or, you know, people just need to break the matrix and think outside of the box. And uh, I can tell you how good that this system works because, again, it, even if, I say something negative about Trump on social media, right? And I'll point something out, a legitimate point. Let's just say like a Wilbur uh, Ross. They will say, I'm a libtard, uh, oxygen-stealing human piece of trash. And I will tell them I've never voted Democrat in my life. Um, wake up. It's it's. There's more than just what they tell you. And stop settling for the lesser evil. You, just, you deserve better. Yeah, and I'll say... Like with so whatever, either it's ninety five or five. In either scenario, whether it, whether it's the good scenario or the bad scenario, twenty twenty four is going to be absolutely crazy. Oh, and brother, you're right. I think they're like now. I'm again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the ninety five percent route here and how I think that would go down if he's actually on their on their side so the other side the bad side now they're going to want you know this kind of goes back to 
antichrist and it's going to be a, a political figure that gets the people behind him and there's going to be wars and talks of wars and he's going to come in and there's going to be peace and prosperity initially before it all goes down or goes the other way towards whatever new world order or whatever you want to call it the technocratic neuralink crap pods all that anyway um now, with that scenario, I, I think all of the bad stuff that could happen, so economic collapse, further war, even U.S. involvement in war, terror attacks in the U.S., civil strife, all of that, I think, has to happen under Biden's watch, so in 2024, because how are you going to get the population to coalesce behind a figure, so Trump, if when he gets in, the, the economy collapses and there's war. No, no, no. He's going to come in. The world is going to be in complete shambles. Like, you think the economy's bad now, just wait. The, you think war, the war situation is bad now, just wait. Um, and he's going to come in. There's going to be peace deals. The war is going to basically stop overnight. And the economy is going to rebound. And, oh, my God, it's going to be Trump's the savior. And right there, at that point... He, they can use him to take the population in any direction they want. Uh, I've thought about that often. I think they want to intentionally possibly uh, make things so miserable that even some of the most leftist air quotes uh, will want Trump and champion him because things get so bad. And uh, once he gets everybody on board, then he can once again be the, the great deceiver and uh, lead people down another road. We know about warp speed, right? He was proud of that. And I remember... <laughs> him giving speeches and just bragging about it and his own audience would boo him. And he was so, oh, it's the best. It's great. I just got mine. Um, and again, if you take that P out of warp speed, it, it's war seed. It's, it, it is a seed war. And, uh, yeah. you know, it really is. And, you know, people better be careful because like, like Albert Pike said, the same guy who said there will be three world wars, uh, you know, if you want a leader or if they want a leader, we will provide them with one. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and to be honest with you, I think that is, I can't think of one public figure, whether it be Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, um, say, whatever, I don't, don't really hate Tim Pool, but Tim Pool, um, name your, name your kind of big public figure that you think is fighting for us and all the truths. No, they're not. But Alex Jones. They're at like it, like you said. There's ten percent or fifteen percent that's mixed misdirection or um, poison pill. And I, I, I don't know if you can like. I, I'm not talking about guys like yourself or or Flatters Dave or some of these guys that you know are smaller to medium type. Um, obviously, yeah, you're all <laughs> you're all good, but. I, I can't think of one mega one, like an Elon Musk or a Joe Rogan caliber, that is actually on our side. Can you think of one public figure that is 100% fighting with us? No, not one. Not one at all. And, of course, Elon, you know, that that's the guy that wants to put a chip in your brain. Uh, I, I always tune in about once a week to MSM and Alex Jones just to see what the pulse is. And Alex Jones... For the, the 30 minutes or so that I watched online was the left, the left, the left, and uh, we got to win this election. So once again, it's it's another gatekeeper. Um, 
<laughs> not pushing a true message that um, we need accountability before we can move forward, right? You have to fix the problem um, b- before we move forward. That's what I keep trying to preach locally, um, online. The, the message through, you know, the little bit of voice I have here is stop settling for this stuff. It's it's awful. We <laughs> uh, Between, the, they tax us to death and there's no representation and, uh, again, the circus at the border, they don't care about you. And, and uh, uh, sadly, so many people's lives have been ruined by, by some of these folks who have come in. There's been a lot of murders by people who have come through illegally. And, and this country is all about uh, and has always been about bringing the, the best of the world here. My wife is from Hungary. She came in. We did the paperwork legally and she came in. Um, so I certainly have a right to be upset about seeing people doing it the different way. Um, cause my wife has paid taxes every year since she's been here. Um, so it, it's just very frustrating and people need to break the matrix for lack of a better words and start, uh, thinking outside the box. If you ever want to move forward. Now, one thing I did want to ask you, like everything you just kind of mentioned, you talked about down here, uh, in the United States, if that does happen, that scenario, um, that you just explained with the financial collapse, possibly war, you mentioned how, um, you know, wars and, and uh, talks of wars, et cetera, and, and things do get that bad. How does that affect Canada? Oh, well, I mean, like it might affect, it might affect like, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, you know, those big hubs, but I don't think they're caring too much about small town Saskatchewan too much. So I don't, uh, I don't think I'd be in too much of danger. Plus we got, you know, grandparents have farms, you can plenty of food and cattle and water and all of that to sustain yourself out at the farm if something does happen. Um, so I don't think, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm obviously not thinking of everything, of ways that I could be screwed, and I imagine they've thought about it more than I have. Um, but I did want to ask, so let's just say, like, <laughs> the 5% that he's, you know, with us is not the case. And like, I think we're getting down a crunch time here, like 20, like 2024, 2025. And if we have no public figure on our side and we really have no one on our side, like, how, and do you, so with everything against us, do you think, do you still think we're going to come out the other side? in 25, 26, 27, victorious? And how do we actually, how how would that happen? Like, how would we actually turn this around? You know, that's a good question, and there's many aspects to it. Um, You know, I I always say that you should start local because the federal government pretty much sealed the deal on January 6th with that PSYOP of ever going back down there to uh, you know, to, to go down and complain about things because they'll just throw you in the clank like they did uh, the other 1,200 people. Um, I, I think there's so many things up in the air. They're, they're... Like it would almost have to be, yeah, and it could, it would almost have to be like a divine intervention of some of some kind. Right. Like, and it doesn't, and it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a um a, a weather thing that completely disrupts or a solar flare, which we know I don't even think can happen anyway, because the sun is, I don't think, spits out, spits that out. It's right, right. here. So, um, 
So, but what it could be is someone that kind of just gets a little voice in their head just to leak the perfect thing that needed to be leaked and it destroys plans and it exposes people. That's what I mean by divine intervention. I don't think that we can get out of this just by gradually starting from the word of mouth grassroots. Like we we don't got time. Like they're ready to they're ready to blow this up like now. Like they're they're building bunkers and stuff for a reason. And they're going to war and stuff for a reason. Like we kind of need a little bit of a divine intervention. And like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, someone coming from a chariot from heaven. I mean, like just the right person in say a security agency that just, you know, his conscience is just tugging at him that, you know what, I'm going to leak this and it just blows everything up. You know, I, I've thought of that as well. The only thing that I'm not sure where it would work is simply because, you know, 96% of the media is controlled by the enemy. So I think they would... You know, do you remember the famous video of that blonde, uh, the young lady? They went to commercial, but they were still recording, and she was complaining about she had the Epstein story, but the uh, I think ABC wouldn't let her run it. Like, th- th- that's the yeah. kind of leak that, like, we could really... If, even if it was a cameraman who, who let something uh, to keep running and it was able to get out somehow like that, because that has always stuck with me, where that young lady... Uh, they went to commercial and she was just complaining about how she had uh, the Epstein story and they looked they wouldn't let her run with it. So um, it is going to take someone of great courage um, w- within one of these, you know, three letter agencies. Um, and, and, but they, I think they understand what they're up against because, uh, you know, you look at what happened with Assange and uh, Snowden and these other whistleblowers. Uh, they've been run out of the country and their lives have been ruined. So the average person, I'm not sure if they're willing to do that. Will there be a, you know, a hero? We'll see. And I think, yeah, that's, that seems like common sense, but if things get so bad and it's, and it's like, you know what? And if these people have kids and like, my, my, my kid could be gone in, in, a month if I don't do something, if it, if it got so bad where it was either uh, imminent crisis and death or just leaking something, I think that's what it would take. But if, you know, if there's not an imminent threat, no one, I agree with you, no one's just going to do it just out of their good heart. But if it gets so bad that they fear for their lives and their families' lives that they don't do this, I think that's what it would take to get it done. And, uh, I don't, it, 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 oh, yes, you're right. It, it, the media would never, never, even if it was like they would never share it. So it would have to be posted on X or Instagram or whatever. Uh, and I hope enough people see it right off the bat because if, it, if something catastrophic like that did get out, uh, they would have no um, recourse other than to pull the plug like on the internet or whatever and then that just is an admission of guilt and saying say well why why would they why would they go to this length to just uh if it, if it was nothing exactly and one thing i should note is if it is indeed end times there's nothing that we can do but you know no man knows when that time is so um, I, I don't think we should just sit by and let this evil fester right i we can't i can't even let my my daughter watch something on roku anymore because of the uh 
abomination of commercials that are on there. Uh, they've normalized some of the most evil things. So, uh, again, it, the old, if you see something, say something. And, you know, as, you know, as Christians, as if you follow Christ, uh, if you see something, you should say something. And I know there's a lot of uncomfortable situations, uh, just like flat earth. I'm sure everybody's been at maybe a dinner party with some friends and maybe the, you know, somebody mentions something about, hey, did you hear about Artemis? Uh, that mission got moved. And you, that like that would be a perfect opportunity to kind of pipe in and mention it. Uh, but many of us don't just because of the ramifications that come with being a tinfoil hat wearing guy, right? Yeah. And one of the thing I like, one of the things I like doing, so just to get the word out there more, like I'll go, whenever I'm in Walmart, I'll go, they, they always have tablets on display and I, and I go to the notes uh, on the tablet and I put in big, bold letters, the earth is flat and I just leave it there and I watch people walk by and look at it and kind of snicker or whatever like that. And there's been, there's been times like I go back there and someone will write, no, it's not you idiots. But then there's also times where I come back and then someone's like in agreements with it. And I also like on, um, on, on chess on my phone and other apps on my phone, like game, like game app, like wordgrams or whatever. I have my, my name as the earth is flat. So I, I try to get it out there how I can. That's awesome. And I, I know a lot of the people who email me in their signature block, they actually have uh, websites or YouTube videos embedded in their signature block. I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah, it is. Um, now you mentioned end times. So obviously we've all heard of and are aware of Project Bluebeam. And now with this most recent Miami stuff the, at the mall there, um, I, whatever, I don't really know. No one really knows what it was, but it's kind of odd. They send whatever, hundred and some police cars, couple choppers, cut the power to 80,000 people and jam the police radar for teens fighting. Now, on the other hand, yes, obviously space aliens aren't real because space isn't real. Now, but one thing to consider is I'd, I'd, I'd hate for everyone kind of in our sphere to get pigeonholed into thinking everything extraterrestrial is fake because that word extraterrestrial, terrestrial is land and extra land. So anything coming from beyond Antarctica would be extra land. People coming from uh, extra land, so they'd be extraterrestrials. So this stuff that, and, and there's so many sightings and stories and yada, 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 that no, there's no way everyone's making it up. And so it's either coming from uh, beyond Antarctica, because obviously the civilizations that are beyond Antarctica, if there is, are going to be a little bit more advanced than ours and have better travel techniques than we do, and also interdimensional. I'm pretty sure we all know that we're on this kind of infinite quantum field or whatever, and there's other uh, realities and dimensions. And so, yeah, nothing, nothing is coming from beyond the dome, uh, but yes, they could be stuff, whatever it is, could be coming from beyond Antarctica, coming interdimensionally or from underground. Cause I don't think 
It's just lifeless underground either. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who believe that. And there's also a lot of people who believe that there is actually extra land within our realm that they hide from us. I mean, if you look at the vast, uh, you know, just how big the Pacific Ocean actually is. And that is one of the, um, have you ever gone down the MH370 rabbit hole, the, the plane that disappeared? Yeah, I think you mentioned it a few times on here too, yeah. Yeah, that, that is very interesting because um, it doesn't just disappear. And I'm glad you brought up Project Bluebeam because in Miami, I, I wonder if the powers that be slid that, are the ones that kind of pushed it on the internet to get people to run with it. Uh, about the aliens being in the Miami Mall, because if you look at the steps, I think it was actually a Canadian who revealed Project Bluebeam back in the mid-90s. Um, but the breakdown of all knowledge, archaeological knowledge, and the first step of Bluebeam was to create these artificial earthquakes around the world. And I've been saying for years, and there's hundreds of great articles on the Internet, that man has the ability to create uh, like man-made... Uh, earthquake. So if that's the case, we could already be uh, past part one in phase two. Is this uh, enormous space show, uh, you know, that involves hologram? And, um, you know, depending on who you talk to, there's some people who believe that technology was used on September the 11th as well. Yeah. And so a, a couple things there, earthquake. So um, I think that's also HARP, um, the HARP program. Yes, sir. And and I'm I'm pretty sure otherwise it'd be just an astronomical coincidence with the coin in the jar. But um, now in 2020, when early 2020 in January, when the U.S. and Iran kind of had that little standoff and they were shooting uh, rockets at each other, if you do remember that, you know vaguely. Okay, and now and 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 it was a big thing because Trump. Uh, Oh, when he missiles. took out Soleimani, that's right, that's right. And and Iran kind of retaliated back. Yeah. They didn't kill anyone. I think they injured some people. But during that time, there was two earthquakes, and they both took out nuclear assets of Iran. Of Iran. Two earthquakes that they took out nuclear stuff. So I think, now I don't know... Whoever pulled the trigger on it, but whatever you can call it coincidence, but that just seems they probably used that in that scenario. Yeah, I, I 100% uh, agree with that. And in 2020 alone in uh, Iran, there was one in Tehran, which was a, a 4.6, and then the one in West uh, Azerbaijan, what was in, in the February time frame, and then there was another one, uh, a 6.4, which might have been the one you were talking about. Um, uh, in November of 2021. So yeah, real interesting times. And I agree with you, Harp, and I'm sure there's other technologies that we don't even know of. Uh, maybe the, the energy and the ether combined with Harp, who knows? Um, obviously, whatever Tesla knew a hundred years ago uh, that, that was hidden from us, you know, I'm sure they, they take it and use it in, in evil ways. Yeah, me too. And so I just want to kind of reiterate that probably the 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 best kind of default if something happens like in the skies there's a there's a mothership in the sky just you know over whatever 50 major cities that cross the world like that one show I think district 50 something or whatever it was yeah mm -hmm. um 
Now, yeah, it's probably Bluebeam, but I don't want everyone just to be stuck in the Bluebeam hole because of, uh, like, if something happens, just don't immediately chalk it up to that because of, like I said, nothing's coming from space, not talking about that, but be, from the extra lands, whether it be that's within our circle here or beyond Antarctica, inter, interdimensional or underground, because I imagine some of these uh, beings or whatever are on our side. So ju just don't pigeon yourself whole, or, well, I can talk. Don't pigeonhole yourself um, into that corner. Agreed. Uh, I, I did want to talk a little bit about your your um, your silver bullets for for flat Earth. Um, the first one uh, again is a very popular one. Stars always stay the same. Yes, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, what are what that? And I don't know how you can tell someone that, and they kind of just shrug their shoulders and go, oh, I don't know. Like Ew. you, you were the thing, the same stars for hundreds and thousands of years, and supposedly we're going millions of miles an hour, whatever it is, and seventy-five different directions. But uh, yeah, it's amazing that they can just see that and not uh, think. And also, like I, I was sending a video to my friends. It was early in the morning, and it was completely dark, but the moon was lit up. And just the immediate, there's clouds all over, but just the immediate clouds around the moon were also lit up. And so I sent a picture. So like, oh, so the 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 sun is like a laser. Hey, it, it's lighting up just the clouds, just by the moon, but all the other clouds around it are still in darkness. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. And then, you know, when we talk about NASA, and of course you mentioned that they exclusively use CGI, there are no images of Earth from space. And this is another thing that people should be riled up about, especially if you're, you're a flat earther. The United States government has spent your money, uh, a trillion dollars on NASA, and that's that's on record. I'm sure it's actually much more. And of course, anytime they have, whether it's the Challenger or Columbia, they get huge new contracts within the next week to start their new program. And it is a black hole for the military industrial complex that most people can't even connect the dots. And that in itself, with you know the state of our country being $34 trillion in debt, and you know if it's $34 trillion in debt and NASA's responsible for $1 trillion of that, that should make a lot of people upset. Yet, once again, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. And just... But I got a few more topics I want to get to, but just to tie up kind of the NASA and that kind of deal, um, it almost makes me because I send these videos and I have like a group chat and like two of the three are flat earthers. One's kind of even as even as recent as like six months ago was a complete space, and he still he'll still like you know kind of make fun of you and stuff, but you can tell that he deep down he kind of knows and like. Yeah, I we, I send the videos of like the Chinese landing or like these other countries where it's obviously fake. It's like cartoon, and even the uh, Elon Musk stuff with the car in space uh, looks so fake, has to be real or whatever he said. And almost makes me think that they're kind of because if they just left this 
stuff alone, I, I think they're hurting themselves a little bit even more by doing these launches and people are just picking them apart on the internet. So it's almost like they're slowly kind of conceding this stuff with the videos that they put out because they there's no way the people that press send on the computer for the video to go out to the world, there's no way that they came that they're that they're like oh yeah this 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 looks legit like they do they really think we're that stupid and i and people you you look at the comments of those videos whether it's the spacex where, where it's just obviously cgi or the one where it's skimming across the firmament and you can see blue ripples and the comments on these videos are all people just exposing but like yeah right this is like CGI or to hit the firmament like the firmament was trending on Twitter for days after that SpaceX uh, X launch where it hit the firmament and like I it almost like I, like I said it almost makes me feel like they're kind of conceding and they're dripping this out a little bit yeah a hundred percent and it, here's the thing I <laughs> Uh, again, I think the one uh, you, you mentioned, I think Japan's, but I think the worst one was, was it India? That that was absolutely yeah. like 1950s uh, Bugs Bunny level um, animation. I think they're so past, and, and I've, I think I've mentioned this a few times, they're so past caring or and hiding. I think they're at the point where it's full mockery. It, 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 like they just mock us, like they're showing us how fake it is. And like you said, with Elon Musk saying it looks so real, it must be fake. And, and apparently that thing's still floating in space somewhere, a car just floating through space. Um, I think they are just mocking us now because they know we are so worried about worldly things. And uh, what is the verse that talks about, you know, uh, according to the flesh set in their minds, uh, but those who are according to the spirit... The things of the spirit, um, the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And, and I think that kind of talks about people who are so wrapped up in worldly things just are, are missing out. And like Satan's like laughing, showing us how fake it is. And people still don't care. Yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, so a couple other things. So I and you guys have probably exhausted the whole um cathedral and Tartarian architecture, you know, all these fires and these buildings being built in two years with chisel and stuff. But just one little additive on that is the Great Wall of China. It's actually set up uh to defend the north as opposed to China. Like the where the archers were where the archers would stand and shoot their arrows to protect us to China. So they're actually it was Tartaria or whatever. It was north of China yep. protecting themselves against China, not the other way around. It's not the Great Wall of China. It's the Great Wall of blank. That's right. That's right. Another dossier of confused history a la the, uh, the pyramids of Egypt. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you've gotten into this stuff, but I've seen a lot of parallels between uh, biblical towns or Egyptian towns or whatever that they're also a lot of the same towns and the geography as as described fits the U.S. 
more than it does the land over there, whether it's Egypt, Israel, Palestine, and all that. Like uh, Judah, now just take the J off of Utah, and you got, it's Utah, uh, Judah, Utah. And uh, the Grand Canyon, there's, um, I've seen pictures of, you know, you can you can only, it's just like Antarctica. You get to see 1% of Antarctica, the tip. Well, you don't get to see, uh, you don't get to see 90% of the Grand Canyon. And I think a lot of, now I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent on this uh, right now, but it's starting to think that a lot of this stuff might have happened in the States or North America. And it was attributed to Egypt and uh, the, you know, that land over there, because there's plenty of pyramids in North America and South America and um, even Mount Zion, like there's Mount Zion in the States, pretty sure. And the the height that like the elevation as described either in the Bible or wherever, there's no mountain that high in Israel. But the one that's in the States, it is that high. So I don't know if you've heard of kind of that, I guess, theory of a lot of the same name locations and the descriptions fit better in the U.S. rather than over there. Uh, I think what you're talking about might be Zion National Park out there in Utah with those huge, huge mountains down yes. by the Colorado yeah. Plateau. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen videos and heard people speak of it as well. And again, when your history is so diluted, um, okay. it, it's hard to know the truth. Um, now, there are some things within the Bible that is very specific, talking about where, you know, the Euphrates and Tigris meet and things of that nature. Um, my question is, and it's this is still one of the rabbit holes. I haven't had the, the opportunity to go very far down. But obviously with Tartaria, there's there was a, some kind of reset. And the, the question I like to ask people who have taken a look into this is, if you had to guess uh, what year-ish do you think this reset took place, if you had to guess? Well, I think there was, I think there was multiple. Um, whenever the population gets to be too much of a threat, I think they do one of these. And maybe uh, early 1800s, possibly, maybe the 1700s, maybe even prior to that, like in the in the 15s, because that's in the, I believe it was around 1500 where the Jesuits took over the education system. Um, I see. I would I would guess between fifteen to uh, you know, like eighteen forty fifty, and another thing just to think about. I don't know if you've seen or heard of this, but how possibly there was a thousand years added to our timeline because you see a lot of these uh, either coins or buildings or just kind of remnants of the past where instead of the 1541 they'll have the coin will have j41 or the building will have j or sorry uh, j15 j541 or a building will have j541 also i like i have tons of pictures of buildings and coins that instead of uh 1612 it has j612 and that 
maybe uh, the year of Jesus, 612 or whatever, but I, I've seen enough where it's like, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes sense. I, I have heard that one. There, there's a lot of people uh, who talk about the Phantom Time conspiracy. There's people who talk about the new chronology um, where, you know, that is attributed to Rome, Greece and Egypt, et cetera. Um, more than a thousand years. So uh, there's a lot of people who to deep dive into that as well. And, you know, the thing I always ask myself, how are they able to, you know, if there was an actual true reset, how are they able to carry that out um, in mass while protecting themselves? And then, I mean, if you think about it, having to do a reset, that that is a, a messy. And I mean, if you actually sit down and figure if they do a mass reset like that, how much is involved in it? Well, they either go underground or to Antarctica. I mean, politicians go to Antarctica all the time. Yeah, John Kerry went uh, on election day. <laughs> yes. And so I think that's where they'd, they would go. And I think kind of the mud flood or whatever, I don't know if you've heard of uh, liquefaction, I believe is it's called, is a certain, a certain kind of frequency put through... Uh, earth like dirt it'll just turn to like lava quick it, it, it'll the the earth will just melt underneath and that's called liquefaction something like that you might want to look that up oh okay and i see yeah that that, that was basically the effects from many earthquakes actually the 2011 canterbury earthquake resulted in uh, soil liquefaction yeah so all it would take is uh a math frequency of that type to be kind of throttled throughout Earth and everything kind of just turns into a, a, basically a mud pit and everything kind of dies, or, well, except for them, I guess, but you know what I mean? And I I don't know if it would have taken out everyone because, I mean, you know, we're still here, but there's also the orphan trains and the baby incubators. It's like, so with those... <laughs> incubators i don't i can't tell if i can't are they were they actually making babies from scratch in those oh that that kind of ties hand in hand with the world's fair kind of conspiracy as well um yes. the 1896 world's fair had those uh babies on display as well and that's a good question knowing what we know now uh with epstein and the, the the many Joe Bidens that we've seen, many people, including myself, has done videos on uh, there is more than one Joe Biden, whether they're just lookalikes, uh, because many world leaders who have, I think um, Saddam Hussein had like eight of them, um, whether they're just lookalikes or they're clones. And there was obviously something going on with uh, Epstein in New Mexico that goes a lot deeper than we even know. And then, of course, there's the Coney Island uh, incubator babies from 100 and... 40 years ago or whatever it was, you could just Google these things, Coney Island incubator babies, and you'll see all these things. And the World's Fair, they actually built entire cities just to tear them down. It's just, it's mind-blowing. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it is. And that my lunch break guy, he, I mean, yeah, he, he exposed it, exposes it all, and it's a lot of AI-generated stories and articles. So one, and I just wanted to go back to timeline. So, I'm pretty sure, um, maybe not everyone, but a lot of us probably 
um, know by now that they're supposed to be 13 months and not 12, and 13 months with 28 days each, and that's 364 days with one neutral day. And every week would start on a, uh, or sorry, every month would start with a Monday and end with a Sunday. So it's just, it's perfect. And there, there's no way in God's green earth that we're in 2024 right now. Who knows what year it is? Right. And I've posted the picture of the turtle's back, which clearly shows the 13 little wedges on this, uh, around his shell. And then there's 28 patches in between that the uh native americans and the old uh the the old time folks going back to you know the egyptian times knew it was 13 and 28 exactly um look i guess a few more topic um maybe i'll go from least controversial controversial to most okay um so I uh, maybe you have also heard or seen things, and maybe everyone listening, maybe some of you have as well. But and like, and I don't have a prejudicial bro- bone in my body, but I think um, some of the native people that were here when Columbus found were black. Like, I'm pretty sure there were like a lot of black people are native to here and you can and you can find videos of rappers and all this saying oh yeah my grandpa was a Cherokee Indian and if you look at pictures um from you know original Indians they look very black and you can tell the difference between and and I don't doubt yeah there was Slave trade, not only white and black, but every race, of every religion has been enslaved at some point and been slaves. But it's just how the world worked, and and you can tell the just the by appearance the difference between a black person from Africa and uh, an African American. You can they 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 don't look similar, and you can. It's actually I've I've heard things where um, Africans are insulted when they're compared to African-Americans because they know that they're not the same. Yeah, that's interesting. And one thing I will add to that is uh, I've come to believe that the Christopher Columbus story is hogwash as well. Uh, The the CC kind of gives away the 33. And I think that story, um, while people think it's based on somebody discovering America, is really another tool they use to... um, to, to use the globe sigh up on people because why did he go? Because people were afraid to sail. They were afraid to fall off the edge of the earth. So that's the, that's the second story that a lot of people forget about. Um, it was, you know, this guy set sail and found America. Uh, no, nah, I don't think he did. The, the CC kind of is the 33 and, um, it re, uh, I think, um, now I don't dispute your other takes is, you know, what you were talking about as well. That, that could very well be, but I think Christopher Columbus, is just another invented story to uh, hammer home the, the globe theory. Yeah, and so what year did they say? 1492, was it? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, so basically 1492 was the year that the empire decided to attack 
That's right. And take over, conquer America. That's all that was. It was just that's when they, that's when they started the slaughter, basically, and started setting up their colonies shortly after. So that's all, that's all that was. And you gotta, you gotta think. Just you can't. Do we really think that the Indians or the natives that were here were all that primitive? Because we can see these cathedrals and these. Uh, Capital buildings and these courthouses and these universities, like the Tartarian buildings. Uh, do you think they were just leaving them empty? No, they were. They're probably using them while they were like they were probably integrated into that as well. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, now, if you have, I have maybe one more subject. But if you have any questions before that one. I don't, and it, you know, speaking of you know that timeline with with uh, America, I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, you know the Illuminati was founded May first, seventeen seventy six, and then just two months and three days later, uh, you know, July fourth, seventeen seventy six. I think there's a that's not an accident, and that's sixty three days, and there's your 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 three sixes as well. And May sixth, May first is is May Day. It's a communist holiday. Yep. Um, so I guess the last one, and and I know it's kind of touchy on um, kind of this fear that because there's a lot of um, you know godly people and rightly like that's righteous, that's awesome, and I am too. Um, but and this is something that's in numerous. Um, religions throughout the world and understandings and um, whatever is reincarnation. Now, there's you can find dozens upon dozens of videos and articles. One in particular you can probably look up while I'm doing while I'm saying this. But there was a little boy, a little white boy, who when he was like I don't know two, three, or four, he was talking about his. Uh, past life yeah in, in my past life i was a i was a black woman and i died on this day and they did a little bit of re research and he got every single detail down uh the t so little white boy recalls past life as a black woman that should bring up what you need and there are dozens upon dozens upon dozens of it's saying of their uh, saying, oh yeah, I was this person uh, in my past life, and their parents, knowing that there's no way he could, they could know that, they kind of search up what he's talking about, and every detail is just bang on. Yeah, I, so, I found it on yeah. NewYorkPost.com. It says a five-year-old boy claims that he was an African-American woman killed in a fire and re reincarnated. His name is Luke. Uh, I guess it's pronounced Ruhlman, R-U-E-H-L-M-A-N. Yes, and and I know that kind of, it, it kind of conflicts with things. Now, uh, I, I, maybe, maybe just give me your initial thoughts on that before I go down, because in no way am I saying God isn't real or anything like that. Yes, obviously, yes. But we also can't, we can't just say, oh, coincidence, coincidence, your jar will be overflowing by the end of the day. So what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, you know, the number 19 is involved with this, so I'm hesitant to, to, to say the number 19 is used in a lot of hoaxes, uh, including COVID-19. There was 19 hijackers. Um, uh, Zachary Hubbard's book, Letters and Numbers, just gives an entire chapter on the number 19. And according to the story, which again, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I don't buy into reincarnation, but the story says uh, that uh, Pam Robinson was one of 19 people killed in a fire at Chicago's Paxton Hotel in 1993. Um, again, that doesn't rule out anything, um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of reading the story. This is all new to me. I've never even uh, looked into to reincarnation. I know there's certain uh, you'd been talking about, uh, you know, Native Americans and uh, First Nation folks um, a little bit. And I think they maybe I'm wrong, but I think they also uh, believe in reincarnation. A lot of like a lot of the all of the same ancient cultures that their map and their diagram of the world are a flat earth and so we you know we kind of champion them see look the incas the mayans the whatever they they knew the earth was flat they put out look at the look at their depiction of the world well there a lot of them are the same ones that are also believed in this so you know I don't know if I want to go further on it, but yeah, that's just I mean, like we've a, had folks in the Bible, you know, be like Jesus uh, arose from the dead, as well as uh, you know other folks uh, within the Bible, but not as other beings. Like they didn't die as Elijah, you know, as as one person and come back as as another. Um, and I know there are some subsects of Christianity who discuss it, and I know uh, Hinduism and Buddhism do uh, have, uh, you know, thoughts on that. But personally, I'm just speaking on me personally. I'm not a person uh, uh, who who believes in reincarnation. That's me. That's my opinion. And that's the that's the great thing about not being quite in communism yet. You can think what you want to think. That's, that's, yeah, for sure. Good. Of course. Awesome. And, and you, um, I, I did want to ask you a question, though, because in your your email, you had mentioned that, um, you know, Flat Earth did bring you to God and connected other, you know, conspiracy subjects, which I think most people can agree on. It it, it does connect a lot of dots. But how did it change your faith? Well, I would say, well, I mean, it's once you realize it's flat then you know someone had to have created it. I mean, there's no other, there's no other option. You're not a rock spinning on, spinning on uh, nothing in space, whirling through space. Like so, obviously, and the Bible says it's flat. So you, you've kind of put two and two together, and obviously that's and that's why they're fighting so hard to keep it, you know, dampered down, is because. That's the first thing everyone who realizes it's flat is going to think, oh, my gosh, God is real. So, yeah. Yeah, that that is certainly a common thread that most people understand that uh, even David Weiss, who was a full out atheist when he first began, he at least he understands that there is a, a creator and uh, he may not be a follower of Jesus Christ yet, but he understands that that someone had to create this. You know, the you look at silly things like the Big Bang Theory and evolution and the fact that our our schools teach this stuff, th- that's another one of those big red flags that people should be upset about. Absolutely. And how how is the education system in your neck of the woods? Uh, well, the smaller 
uptown you're in, the better. I mean, the, the cities are worse. But at this point, everything is getting pretty bad. They're pushing the gender stuff, the race stuff. I mean, they're they're doing all of it. And they 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 show you the the globe and space. They crack that into you early and dinosaurs and all of that. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same as as the states, but it's gonna be. In, in the small towns, it's it's a little better because you get locals and you get maybe maybe not, not um, young 22, 23-year-old no teachers in there. There's still like the 55-year-old local woman that's not in line with that stuff and she's still teaching at the small town school. So the smaller communities are better. Yeah, and, and I think that's the same here. When I lived in Texas, we lived in a smaller town and we actually, our, our public school was uh most people knew each other and it was uh albeit you know the science class taught much of the same stuff we talk about here today you know um the lies i should say um so it is important to to ensure what's going in your children's mind and you know something i thought about a lot lately and, and something i should tip my hat to david weiss is he's been giving a lot of presentations to to schools to junior highs and high schools because this podcast goes out, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that less than 1% of the people who listen to the podcast are, are under 18 years old. And those are the people that, and listen, I, I understand it's a parent's responsibility, but, you know, that's Satan's goal is to grab the mind of the children. Because, you know, between that age of, say, nine and, you know, the mid-teens is really your formative years. And, you know, most of the time... When children are that age, mom and dad are in their mid-30s. They're in their prime. They're working long hours at work uh, trying to make ends meet. And and your, your child is sitting in these classrooms, and Satan is allowed to manipulate the minds of the children in many cases, not all cases, thankfully. But in some cases, uh, and then you, you see, you know, uh, the person churn out into a 20-year-old who um, is, is some of the examples we've talked about today. Yeah, I mean, they, they go into college and they're just, you know, they're nice, clean cut and, you know, nothing beautiful hair. And, and they come out a year and a half later, purple and blue hair and piercings and just, yeah, it's just a mess. Yeah, indeed. We are about uh, at the 15 minute mark. So I did, like we said, give you an opportunity if there was anything else you wanted to touch on. Uh, now would be a great time to do so. Yeah, I would. I remember... I don't know, maybe a month ago, possibly, you had someone on and just talking about uh, the Bible and the number of the books. And you had, and you said, well, it's kind of curious how there's 66 books to the Bible. Now, <laughs> obviously, there's not, it's not 66. Like a lot were removed, whether it's Enoch or whatever. Right. The apocalypse. So the number's not, the number's not 66. It could be 77 for all we know, which yeah. would be a lot better. Um, and also, if, 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 if there were things that, like how old and how many kind of rulers have um, been around and had uh, the printing presses or whatever at the, the control, like they, the, the amount of changes and all of that stuff, like it, it, like what percentage of the Bible do you think is original? 
it, because it, I know if there was, if I was a king or whatever, like King James, um, and there was stuff in there that were um, smoking guns, I I just take I just take it all out and change it and like I like how what percentage do you think is original or authentic? Uh, that's that's a question uh, a lot of people ask. A lot of people believe that is God's divine word that can't be touched. I do know that uh, obviously that the Geneva Bible is different. That was the Bible that came out of the Reformation, uh, in which just fifty years later King James did change up. And I've also talked before about how he was very close with Francis Bacon and all account. Well, not by all accounts, but by many accounts. Uh, Francis Bacon wasn't really uh, a good dude. And fast forward another hundred years, like you would, or I, I know the printing press really came about in 1500, right? That's how the 95 theses he was able to print out and nail them on the walls. But uh, again, in, in this country, the printing press was the original news story, right? That people got their news uh, from the newspaper for 200 years, and then it became the radio, and then it became the TV. Uh, now it's the internet and your telephone. But, you know, who was the guy in the United States who was uh, really in charge of the newspapers and then the printing presses here? Benjamin Franklin. What was he? He was a Freemason. He was the highest ranking Freemason in the country. So, uh, again, there was always there's always this control um, mechanism in place. And, of course, we're told, you know, the, the, the founders of our country are heroes. Ben Franklin wasn't a good guy. Uh, George Washington, if you look at his uh, tombstone, uh, he he clearly puts himself as a Freemason before being president. Um, so uh, again, that that's kind of the long way of going around to, to answer your question. I guess is uh, some of these things we won't really know, and that's why I do pay attention to the Apocrypha, which are the other books of the Bible. Um, Enoch does have um, is a good source of. Uh, information to go along kind of with the book of Genesis, with the watchers, etc. Um, you know, it's one of those things that's really up to the individual that they need to pray about and, and, uh, for answers, because, you know, I'm a King James version guy, but, um, I've had so many people send me emails and point out, you know, pictures of the Geneva Bible and what the, the King James Bible says, etc. And then of course there's 50, 60, 70 other, things that have been interpreted with NIV and all these other ones. And, uh, you know, it, it, that's really a, a quite a loaded question for sure. Yeah. I mean, just like anything, um, you go, uh, like just find the oldest Bible, the older, the more accurate. Oh, for Bible. sure. If you go on eBay, there's so many books from the 1800s and I've been buying some up and they're really incredible. Uh, just the way they write, you could tell the people, were a lot more eloquent and, and wrote better back then. Um, right now, LOL and everything is just acronyms and spell check. And, uh, you know, I love reading books from the 1800s. Yeah. And me too. But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's about all I had. If you have any last questions or comments or whatever. No, I, you know, the Tartaria thing is very interesting. We know. There are maps that actually have Tartaria on it. I know for a fact who has been in control of our history books for the last at least 40 years. Uh, everybody knows who Ghislaine Maxwell is. Her father uh, owned Max, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, McGraw, 
Hill Books, which I had as a as a you know high schooler back in the day. So you know a lot of these are fair questions to ask, and every individual should take the time and uh, to research them. I always say, you know, listen to what I say, but research it. You know, come to your own conclusion. Don't take my own conclusion and accept it as fact. Everybody should take these kind of discussions like Drew and I had tonight and research for yourself. And, and it's okay if you come to different conclusions, uh, but chances are you've learned something. Yeah, and I would, another thing is, so uh, with the kind of old America, so all of the evidence of the past, whether it's giants, whether it's artifacts that don't line up with the timeline or whatever, like the Smithsonian takes them all. I can't imagine what type of goodies they got in the Smithsonian and whoever's running that place probably sees all this stuff and is like, holy crap, like this was, this is, uh, it's insane. Yeah, I've had a few people tell me that the Smithsonian and Fort Knox probably has things you couldn't even dream of. Yeah, and the and the Vatican, and the Vatican. Oh, for sure, absolutely the Vatican. And again, uh, look at the Smithsonian logo and the Jesuit logo; they they virtually mirror each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been a great interview. I appreciate all your input, and I, I certainly always like to give uh, my guests the last word. So feel free to. Uh, you know, leave any last comments to the audience. Oh, um, I guess thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to me. I know there's probably some stuff uh, people don't agree with, and that's and that's awesome. It gets the conversation going, and maybe you maybe you look it up and and do your own research on it and whatever. And um, everyone's kind of on their own path and other than that just get ready for 2024 i mean don't don't expect the worst but you know don't be unprepared either get your water get your food and get your gold and silver and yeah take care like they say it's better to have it not need it than to need it not have it and i i do think as well that this year might dwarf 2020 we'll see um, hope for the best, expect the worst or whatever the saying is, you know, be prepared spiritually, mentally, physically, and, um, just do the best you can every day to, uh, spread the word of truth and faith. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people going through difficult times right now. Every time I go to the grocery store or, you know, to Sam's club, uh, we have, my wife drives a 2018 Ford Escape and, uh, it's just the time for her battery to come up. I went to pick one up. Two hundred dollars for a car battery. Two hundred dollars for a car battery, and I'm like, eh, it's just everything. They're 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 pinching us to death, and they're they're a lot of people going through difficult times. So you know, keep everyone in your prayers. And um, again, thank you, Drew, for joining us. Uh, it was a very very interesting conversation, and uh, I'll have some a lot of the things that we talked about today. I'll have in the show notes. And uh, for Drew, I'm George. I hope everybody has a great week. God bless each and every one of you. Until we meet again, we will see you. I know it's been a struggle. I know you've had some pain. I know you feel tired. Held down by all the weight. Yeah, I know you're feeling lonely. Your smile ain't the same. 
go from here Feel like you've lost your way to the Fact Hunter Radio Network. Just the facts, ma'am.